on this week's Off the Back Fence. It's finally here. NRL and AFL Grand Final Weekend. We dive into both games. And also a twofer for the people. Two interviews. Good friends Ricky Costanz and Luke Andrews touching on all things AFL gambling. And maybe a few sneaky Trump bets coming up. All that and much more. So stick around and hopefully enjoy the show. Alright, alright, welcome to another week of Off the Back Fence with Woz and Coombsy. Coombsy down in Melbourne, mate, how are we going? Doing good, just about like a kid in a candy store going into this weekend with the gambling and action pack of sports. Mate, I mentioned it in the intro, but it's here. It's fine. They're both here. The grand finals are both NRL and AFL. Big weekend ahead. We've got great horse racing. There's a lot on. We've got a lot to get through this evening, plus two interviews. First time doing interviews. I'm not sure about yourself, but I haven't yarned this much in a long time. So some great, great banter between the boys. Yeah. There was um, a point where I did probably the most public speaking I have since year 12, where I mumbled my way through of mice and men. That's it. Of, of mice <laughs> and men. That's quite, that's quite the book. I played Letty, the one with the speech impediment, so I played to my strengths of stuttering public. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic. Mate, let's get into it. A lot to get through, obviously. NRL, Friday night. I'm going to start off by saying that I put this up on the story on Instagram. Go follow us at Off The Back Fence. But going to the footy live is fucking sick. As stated by Mitch from NRL Boom Rookies, go follow them. They're a fantastic podcast. Mate, Electric Storm 30, Canberra 10. We keep we keep writing them off year after year. They're like they've lost Slater, they've lost Kronk, they've lost all their big stars over the time. Proctor, they keep reducing, mate. I just don't know. I don't know. I think I think they're just going to be too hard to stop this weekend coming. Yeah, like that Storm team. Like as as I've said it last week, I'll say it again. Visual meme: Randy Marsh at the laptop, covered it himself. That it's just not just their left hand edge now. It's the whole team. And you might have got to enjoy the game live, but I got to enjoy the game at home in Melbourne with the cat and my girlfriend, who I think at that time was watching a TV show on a laptop. So it was good. I got to watch a game. Yeah, very good, mate. Yeah, that um, that first 10 to 15-minute blitz, that left end has just tore Raiders apart. It's probably the worst that Jared Croker's played ever. He's a 250-odd gamer, and he got absolutely smashed. That that is just so it's speed kills. That's all it comes down to. Speed kills with Ada Car Pappenhausen supporting. We mentioned it later in the interview with Luke, but your boy Jerome Hughes, he's just been on another level this year. Yeah, um, yeah, just he's became the general. Like you've got Cameron Smith, who's going to be always your game, your playmaker, game management. But Jerome Hughes has stepped up since. He, since people wrote him off last year in the finals where he didn't take the bull by the horns, this year he's on fire. Yeah. I think last year he was thrown into it a little bit, obviously starting at fullback, but being pushed into the seven with Brody Croft being on the outer at Melbourne. Mm. But this year he's made the seven his own. He's formed a fantastic combination with Munster, who had an incredible, like in my eyes, obviously being live, you don't catch everything. But from what I saw with replay, Munster wasn't as heavily involved as he was, which is probably a good thing which means you can rely on either one of them to be yeah. sort of like a supporting role during that time. But, mate, th- 30 points, bit dirty. The over didn't hit. That killed my bet on the, on the story. But yeah, killed mine. Say, so. 
Yeah, but well, we let's can't not talk do about that. my betting because it's like not, I think I've picked one game out of the last four of the last two weeks. Yeah. It's not good. It's not a good stat for the Friday night tips. That's for damn sure. Um, Yeah, so end of the season for the Raiders. uh, The end of John Bateman's NRL career for now. He's heading back overseas. Um, Integral part of the Raiders' side of the last two to three years. I think he was only here for that long. Um, Very emotional at the end of the game to be leaving, but understandably it's doing it for his young daughter to go back home and um, be be with her. I think he'll be back within a couple of years. One thing, yeah, once I think so. Everything dies down with this coronavirus. Like I can see him coming back. I think the Raiders really started to miss Josh Hodgson um, in the sticky in the pointy end of the season. Like you, yeah, no, their backup hooker was good, but I just think they missed that extra bit of class and like um, what would you call it? Just general cool, um, coolness under pressure. Yeah, no, you're right. But one of the things I did take away from the game for the Raiders, and I think it may have been why, as soon as they went down, they didn't. They had Sevilla Havili, um, obviously an international hooker. He was starting over Tom Starling, who's been playing the house down the last couple of weeks. I just couldn't for, for the life of me understand why Ricky Stewart, Stewart sorry, didn't didn't put Starling on to stem the flow because I felt like Starling, he can provide that attacking spark. They didn't really get going until about the 35th minute, which is just too late in my eyes. Mm. They're going into halftime, scoring a try, but they needed to score two to actually be within the contest. But it was a very weird coaching strategy. I don't know why, but it just didn't turn out for him that night. So um, a few other notes I had while I was at the game. Uh, Plunge pool in the corner. Uh, punter jumped the fence, jumped in with whoever got the free tickets to the plunge pool. So that was fantastic. Jump over to NRL Roast. They have a good reel of that on the Instagram. Um, other than that, mate, it, it it's just a weird feeling. And I'm pretty sure once this all dies down, going to a live football match, everybody will appreciate it more. Uh, shout out Ticket Tech for obviously leaving 15,000 or 20,000 people at the gate out the front. Couldn't get them in. That was pretty funny. I'm just looking forward to paying overpriced for a um, cold beer now in a plastic cup. Let's not, not going to lie, not going to lie. $40 shout, and you know what? I was happy to pay it. Right, it was good to be there. I think you've, it was great. I think you've been to a game. I think the Cowboys game last year, where we came up with the idea of the pod, where I, I introduced you to my family's tradition of trying to polish up a drink, tray of drinks at a half. I just can't wait to do that again. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, so Melbourne first team into the final. A bit of shit houseery with Cameron Smith being chaired off. I think, I, I think, think there's a joke. It, I think there's a, yeah. I think there's an inside joke yeah, going on. Yeah, I get that too. But I honestly think too that he may have said to them beforehand, maybe leading up into the prelim, is like this may be my last go nah, around. I I said to one of the boys at work. I think I think he's going to play somewhere in north in Queensland next year. I. Possibly the Gold Coast, or I'm not well, going to say Gold Coast is, yeah, Gold Coast is probably the one. If he's going to play next year, he'll be playing in the Gold Coast. Well, the Gold Coast is closer to his hometown of Logan, but I've bought a house uh, up there. I, I was wrong about Cooper Cronk going to the Roosters too. I thought that would have tarnished his reputation, and but that was a different scenario to what Smith potentially could do. If he goes to the Titans, they're not guaranteed to make the eight. They're still in that transitional phase. Obviously, they've brought up with young forms, but I don't know. 
I've been wrong before. I think, yeah, I think Smith going to Gold Coast would be more of a mentorship and a gateway to coach. It'd be like a play, player coach, like it would be an assistant coach. The modern-day Wally Lewis. Yeah. Or, Fant- fantastic. Because there is rumours that he wants to play again, and I could see him being – he is a selfless player, and I could see him stepping aside at the Storm to give Brand Smith or Harry Grant a chance and going to go play somewhere else for one more year. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I know for a fact – well, it's been publicised that Harry Grant says if Smith does stick around that he's looking elsewhere, but we'll, I guess we'll find out at the end of the season. I don't think Smith's going to play Origin. A story did come out today that he's That's ruled himself right. out again for he's Origin. Quiet. Like I, I don't believe that for a second. But you know what? They can publish as many stories until boots are on the field. I, I see him play. Just break their hearts one more time. Let me, oh, let yeah, me be- abolish the tattoo on my ass if Queensland wins this year. I can scrubble, scrub out the Aubrey postcode to put Queensland rules underneath it. Oh, jeez. Mate, we, I think that's enough time on that one. Uh, we moved to the second game, so congratulations to the Storm. Obviously, they had a fantastic game. Going into the second game Saturday night, uh, the minor premiers, they beat the Rabbitohs 20-16. Not overly convincing, bit of a different track, but Panthers got it done in the end. Yeah, I, I think I sent you a message when Dane Gagai scored the try that Souths were coming, and I think they mm, were coming... Yeah. And I was honestly, I think the two, the lack of breaks in the season and playing two games before, I think their legs just gave way on them and they couldn't keep up with the Panthers in that last 20. Yeah. Uh, th- it felt like the Panthers, yeah, really kicked it up again that last 20. Just once again, Cleary steering the ship. Luai just, it, it was in, we'll talk about the daily ends too after this, but Clear was obviously at the top there. He missed out on the top gong, but you didn't realize that Jerome Luai had about 16 or 17 points though too. He was up there also. Like He's been incredible for them. Uh, Isaiah Yo, he's been the form lock of the year out of nowhere, to be fair. He's always been one of those forwards that just gets the job done, but this year his game's gone to Could another be level. Could for the Blues. Uh, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Fittler doesn't pick him. Uh, but yeah, they, they got the job done. South's coming back with that try to Corey Allen just to make it a grandstand Phoenix. I, I was. I was rooting for, for South. I, I was, really was. I was betting on South. <laughs> no, I was, I was more getting for the South. This, is, this was their third prelim in five years, I think it yeah. was, and it's the third time they haven't been able to kick forward. Um, another instance of Damien Cook going missing during a prelim which has always been a big narrative the last two years. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit. Of, and also that 40-20, Reynolds' uh, bloody boot on the 42. It was a couple of inches in it. Bit of a shame, but at the end of the day, if it was a 40-20, they still need to get a ball across the oh. line to get them in contention. So, uh, Penrith's just too good. Uh, yeah. Like, the game itself it. was... You, you could see the different contrasts of both games. Like, obviously, it was a bit drier up here on Friday night in Brisbane, whereas down in Sydney, you can tell it was a slower game. I, yeah, it's... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, think the, I think the Panthers are going to be pretty happy that Melbourne have to travel. Yeah, I think we're going to see the contrasting of two different styles on Sunday. We're going to see the young, flashy, let's throw it about, let's go side to side. And I think the Storm are going to go back to the tried and true method of just beating you up, coming through the middle and just get through your sets to build momentum. Yeah, I think so too. And 
it's almost as if you if the Panthers we may as well kick straight into the grand final preview preview. So Melbourne versus Penrith. So it's basically one versus two. Kickoff at six thirty uh, Queensland time, seven thirty down uh, south. Uh, ANZ Stadium. Obviously, that got moved from the SCG due to whatever. I think it was coronavirus, probably. Uh, I honestly reckon if the Panthers let the Storm get a sniff of what they did to Raiders in the first ten to fifteen minutes, they're gone. Yeah. I feel Melbourne will just blow them off the park. Yeah, they haven't got the the Panthers. They haven't really faced adversity this year yet. Let's admit it. Like the Broncos no. gave it to them for twenty minutes, and they looked nervous. Um, when the Roosters came at them, they they nearly lost the game. So you're going to be playing against the champion, and the old Wiley champion knows what to do. Yeah, and I think that's – I think I've been noticing too with Melbourne that, that everybody is hitting their straps at the right time. Like they're peaking at the right time of the season, which is obviously in hindsight, it's a couple of weeks after when they would usually finish, which is quite surprising with the warmer weather. But I – yeah, I I can't see Melbourne losing here. I really can't. No. I've, I think I think the Panthers, you're right, have come across maybe one decent where one decent side where they got beaten back in June, and that was against a 15 minute burst of Walker Blake. Mm. But other other than that, they've had oh, I'm not going to say an easy schedule. Like they've got to beat everybody that's in front they of them. They travelled out of Sydney what, twice, I think, or three times. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh. and that come that comes into factor too. Like they've had an easy run, mm. but. Say what you will, like you can't. You got to show up on Grand Final day. Uh, you've got to show up and you've got to compete. But I'm going to go. I think Melbourne, and I think they're going to beat them convincingly. I'm going to go 14 points. First try, first try scorer is going to be Pappenhausen. I'm sitting on that. Clive Churchill medalist will be Cameron Smith. Okay, I'm going to go Melbourne, and I'm going to go 22-18. Because I'll see Ooh, it will nice. be tight. Um, first try scorer is going to be an odd one. I'm going to say right. it's going to be either the 11 or the 12, Kafusi or uh, Kenny Bromwich. Because okay, yeah. they both run very good lines off their halves. And I can see uh, Munster or Hughes putting one of them through um, close to the line in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. No, well, it's not a bad shout because they've oh, Melbourne have notoriously had fantastic ball running second rollers. And then my so that's not, Churchill, that's not a bad shout. I'm going to keep yep. it with Jerome Hughes. I'm I'll back myself into the corner here, and I'm I'm going for him because he's starting to show up, and I think he's due. I think he's due for that real big final, big breakout performance. Nice. So we're in, so we're basically in. Uh, we're pretty much agreeing with each other here. Storm to win. We think Melbourne. Yeah. Storm to win, which is, well, it's basically the Sunshine Coast Storm. So we've got to go for the Queensland yeah. side. So that's fine. Um, we should also mention, too, we haven't mentioned in the last couple of weeks because I don't know why, but the NRLW, uh, the women's game. Now, they've been playing, they usually, this is usually how they happen. They play around Robin uh, while the men play their first finals. Uh, and. Something to cheer about, mate. We've got the Broncos women in against the Chooks. We're going again. So I think we're going to win it we two got, times out of three. Yeah, no, I'm all in with that. Uh, Ali Brickenshaw, our seven, she won the Female Player of the Year last night at the Daily M's, so congratulations to her. Uh, top to bottom, like, there's, you've got, you can name out players, 
for the women's side. Like Tamika Upton's their fullback. She's a, she's an actual Central Queensland product. She played touch with my sister, I think, or she missed out, or my sister played with her mum, or something like that. Fantastic player. They got Meg Ward, Millie Boyle, Lauren Brown, a Gold Coast girl who was playing rugby sevens. So she stepped into the role there. They've been unstoppable. They haven't lost this year. Uh, up against uh, a Roosters side that I think they've got a few decent, decent. Uh, ring, not ringing. Sorry, they bought a few. Oh, not bought a few players, but they've got a few players in Zahara Tamira, the seven. So that's the big matchup between the sevens. The seven. So that's something. Yeah, there's something to look forward to with that one. Uh, but mate, what do you take on that? I'm go- I'm going Brisbane. We need another win. Yeah, I'm going Brisbane here. Any chance to beat the Roosters, I'm happy to jump on whatever team. And yeah, let's go, girls. That's it. 100%. So that kicks off at 3.05 Sydney time. So that'd be 2.05 up here in Queensland if you're listening. Uh, oh, no, 3.05. No, 3.05. Sorry, sorry. 3.05 Brisbane, 4.05 down in Sydney, Melbourne. Now, we should move to the AFL. Firstly, our interview with Ricky will come up after this, but we should talk about the prelims for the AFL. Uh, we'll start Friday night. Port Adelaide versus Richmond. Richmond getting up. Was it forty six to forty down the down to uh, down in the Adelaide Oval? Mm. Um, Richmond did it again. Yep, and it's not surprisingly like they're going to fight it. They've got the, it's the same as the Melbourne Storm. They've built a culture to win, and that culture is once you get that culture going, it's very hard to accept anything else other than success. Yeah, I glanced at a headline this week. Um, it's like it was similar, like to the storm. Ten-year plan, three dot points, three premierships within a ten-year span. And this weekend, if they get the premiership, they've basically nailed off all their biz- like their their game plan for the entire decade, and which I'm, is fantastic. And I'm going public drinking on Swan Street. Hey, we're back. <laughs> yes, it's not. It's, it's technically legal, but we have Vic Pole listening on this. So yeah. <laughs> Dan Andrews, Luke's Luke's cousin, oh. stop listening right now. Um, but yeah, Richmond got up by six points. Uh, controversial call, I'm pretty sure. Something that happened with Port. Um, they didn't get a call, and obviously AFL down in Adelaide, they're pretty annoyed if their team doesn't get going. So a uh, bit of a shame. Port Adelaide were the team to beat all year. Obviously, Richmond got them in the end. So uh, cond- uh, commiserations. Obviously, they can go around again next year, which will be good. Now. We got to stop using the term "team" at Dusty. We've jinxed it. Uh, we've got to rip the bandaid off here. So Brisbane Lions forty-two, Geelong Cats eighty-two. A forty-point margin at the Gabba on Saturday night. Didn't really show how close the game was. I was watching this game with the commentary on while watching the Panthers game because I could. I had one ear with the ABC Grandstand with the uh, Penrith game, but the Lions—they're kicking straight, as Lockie Neal said in his press conference on Monday after the. Brownlow, he hopes that off-season we're going to practice kicking goals because that's what ended up killing him again. Yeah, I think that was the big story last year too, obviously. I think they ended up number two, similar to this year. They came second mm. at the end of the regular season and then they got bounced in straight sets and that was due to not kicking straight. Had a home final against Richmond last year uh, and they got bounced <laughs> straight out of that. We're not kicking straight. Uh, they got it done against Richmond this year, but then obviously the week off and then just against a it's similar Geelong with Melbourne also. You can put it in, like Richmond and Geelong in mm. the same category. Just been one of those hardened finals teams over time. 
similar to the South, only this time Geelong got over the hump with making a pre, um, getting past the prelim. Uh, yeah, mate, it's 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 not the grand final I obviously wanted. I would love to have seen Port grand. Adelaide go against against Brisbane. It mm. would have been uh, reminiscent of two thousand and four revenge. But yeah, revenge game. The mark, I think it was Mark Williams, the choker game yeah. with his tie. But we here now. So Saturday night. Gabba, first ever grand final for the AFL outside of Melbourne. Richmond Tigers, Geelong Cats. Should be an absolute bell ringer. Yeah. It's going to be very different to the usual last day of September. Um, weather for the two teams is predicted to be hot, stormy, and muggy. Welcome, Queensland boys. Enjoy that. Just a, and c- confirming the jacarandas are starting to snow now, mate. So we're we're in full bloom. Oh, it's fantastic. It's God's weather, that humidity. <laughs> but mate, uh, yeah, I I think I spoke about this with AFL um, with um, Ricky and also Luke. But I I may I, at the moment I can't split them. I may have made my picks on who I may might get Norm Smith and who might win it. I think I just went default and went Richmond, maybe Dusty, but. Both sides are fantastic. They've got quality across the board. I think the big matchups, Dusty versus Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the one to watch. Obviously, whoever kicks the most goals wins, which is like any sport, I suppose. That was stupid from me. But, yeah, I think that's where the deciding factor. It might be elsewhere. Where do you see it happening? Um, I kind of just see Geelong winning it. They've built for this. They've traded away. They've brought in... They had the nucleus of a team that won, is quite um, successful. So, and it's, if it's Gary Ablett's last dance, let him go out a winner. So, my pick would yeah. be Geelong to win and Guthrie to get um, Norm Smith. Oh, yeah. That was your pick. That was your pick too in the interview. Mate, I think I might stick with Richmond. I think we've got to mix it up a bit. We went both Melbourne and the NRL. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll go Richmond. I'll go them one to thirty nine. Is that that's the that's the yeah. market, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So one to thirty nine Richmond. It, it'll be closer than that score if they blow it out to pass that. I think it'll be closer up until the last quarter or last ten oh. minutes of the fourth. Uh, but yeah, if the, if it's going to blow out, it's going to be one man to do it. It'll be Dusty. Yeah. Dusty, I reckon, will get the Norm Smith again. I'm hoping they have the same betting line as last week. It was um, Dusty to get two goals and 25 disposals for $6. If that's on, yeah. I'll, I'll certainly be on that again because that was too good of um, – oh, here we go, star player offer. Here it is. Dusty for two-plus two goals and – no, one-plus goal and 25 disposals at $4.75. That's not bad value. That's, that is Mate. free money. That's free money. That's the free money for the punters, mate. Um, but yeah, fit, cracking weekend. Uh, we'll talk about a bit of the horse racing with Lou, but what do you reckon we kick it over to Ricky, uh, your first introduction of our first ever guest? Oh, please be kind, but yeah, it was quite interesting having Ricky on, being a friend, my girlfriend's old roommate of eight years, and the only real person I know with any AFL expertise. And... If it was up to, um, if it was up to him, he'd be um, Tony Modra. But yeah, let's kick it over to Ricky. So this is we interesting. This is my most public speaking since year twelve. For our first official guest of our new segment, correspondence from the hill, 
the man, the myth, and the self-described legend of Richmond Central Stakes Footy Club. If he wasn't plumbing Monday to Friday, he'd be an entertainer. The king of karaoke in the midfield. He likes to add his names into songs. Say hello to the man, Ricky Cassands. How are you, mate? <laughs> oh, I'm great. That was a really good introduction. I'm a little oh, bit, I'm a little bit, sh- I'm, a, I'm a little bit shy now. <laughs> I'm out of breath after that. How are you, mate? mate you, did, after it. you did well, mate. That was oh yeah. I really enjoyed that. To be honest, it was good. Didn't oh. didn't jumble your words there, mate. That was a fantastic effort. No, he's oh, done well. Definitely the cup of glasses of water beforehand. Yeah, that's right, mate. <laughs> you got to get sorted. All right. Beautiful. So yeah. You'll be uh, AFL correspondent for going on Ford now, and yeah, what do you think of the games last over the weekend, mate? Ah, they were great games. They were really good. The Geelong, obviously, far too strong. There, yeah, very, very, very good we side. Had a, we had a Brisbane team of destiny. Yeah, I don't know yeah. Brisbane. I, I thought that game was just boys, boys against men. Geelong are a hardened, hardened finals team, so I think they Brisbane. Barely stood a chance, but that's all right. They put on a show and there was, I think it was the last quarter that when they really ran away with it, Geelong. But if they kicked straight in that first first quarter, it could have, things could have got pretty ugly. Mm. Yeah. So, I was watching the game. I think, yeah, Brisbane were miskicking a few bits. Yeah. And Rich. Very young. Very, they're very young side too, aren't they? Brisbane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like Geelong are just old, hardened. Yeah. A lot of experience there. Brisbane, not so much. But that's all right. They'll be better for it. They'll be back next year. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. It's good to hear. Yeah. But, yeah, so um, then Tigers just winning, that was kind of predictable. Yeah. Well, they're <laughs> same as Geelong, really. They're um, they're pretty finals-hardened team too. So, look, Richmond are a great side. They've been best side for the last four years. So, just pity we can't be going really on, on street, street anymore. Well, I was, no yeah, I was thinking that today. I was walking down Swan Street and I'm thinking this time last year, this place was like a carnival. <laughs> it was crazy. There was, I don't know, people going mad, blind and having a good time. I don't know. It's not going to be like that this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh. yeah definitely. Now, obviously, with lockdown and everything like that, how have you, how's your take been on the whole AFL season with condensed weeks and everything happening so quickly? How do you find it, mate? Uh, well, it's, look, it's best out of a pretty shitty situation, I suppose. We got to, we still got to watch football, which is the main thing. But um, I don't know the condensed fixture was okay. The 21, 21 games in twenty one days, or something that was pretty cool. That's uh, mm, I liked definitely. definitely like that. I don't think that uh, my girlfriend did though, because we watched football for twenty one days straight, and there was a lot of drinking <laughs> going on in that time too. So <laughs> don't yeah. don't worry. Jess last night was um on the couch with headphones, watching something on the laptop. While I had two screens with the KO split screen going all up all night. And oh, it's got to be done, I, mate. And then I forced her to um put up with me watching the Liverpool game in bed later that night. <laughs> Uh, Je- Jess would love you, I reckon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she's <be> asleep. <laughs> nah, that's no, 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 but yeah, strange, strange season. But yeah, still, it was it was actually it was pretty exciting, I reckon, because I reckon up until the last or the last round, there were still teams that were eyeing off a, mm. a final spot. So it was pretty, it was pretty exciting right up to that last round. So Fair. yeah, yeah, not in mind. What are you thinking of your D's for next year? Your little quick, quick season review, and then your predictions for next year. 
Oh, Melbourne Demons. My mental health battle, they are. They um they they really tore with my emotions. That look, they're just they're up and down. They're like a yo-yo, mate. Like I swear to God, they're good one week, they're horrible the next. So you just can't really trust them, unfortunately. But I think we'll be I think we'll be better next year. I think it's finals or bust next year. Definitely. Yeah. No. I think I think they have to play finals. But we'll we'll wait and see, I suppose. Now, well, they were, they were on the cusp, weren't they? They just missed out on finals this year, didn't they? Yeah, so Melbourne, one of those teams fighting for that final spot in the then that last, last week. That I, thought, last I think I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of yeah. lot of angry um, yelling at the TV, but it's not the TV's fault. It's the people on it. Don't Sorry. worry. We've, it's, the pic- <laughs> it's the pictures on <laughs> yeah, it. We've had yeah, that's it. Both of us had a season like that with the Broncos. Oh, you know exactly what I'm talking about then. You know yeah. exactly how I feel. Just for, yeah, it's 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 not it's not fun. Yeah. No, Let's just say that it's not fun. But <laughs> we're addicted to the pain, though. We're like we're just desperate losers, really. We're, ju- we're junkie. <laughs> it's a form of like drug or a bit like a junkie. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, we are. We're we're junkies and we're addicted to it. Yeah. And then you add the gambling. You can't really gamble against your own team, so you got to pick your own team each time. Yeah, oh, that's the that's the problem with footy tipping as well. I reckon I'd be a pretty good tipper if I didn't back Melbourne most weeks. But like you said. We do yeah. it <laughs> for the love of the team. That's it. Now, now Brownlow's on tonight when we're recording, so we're recording on the Sunday, mate. Uh, I think the favourite was Lockie Neal of Brisbane. Was there any dark horses you saw within the season that uh, you thought may pip him? Uh, well, no one's going to pip him. I think it's. I haven't looked at the final tally at the moment, but he's yeah, he's like 11, 11 votes clear of the second person, Travis Boak or something. Oh, I think gee. at the moment. So, um, no, he's had an outstanding year. He. He thoroughly deserves it if he gets it, which he sh- I think he will. But uh, dark, dark. Well, Christian Tracker had a really good year. It was his breakout season. I think he's going to poll pretty well. Gorney's up there at the moment. Yeah, Gorn, they, the umpire's like Gorney. He's, um, yeah, he stands out, obviously. He's 208 centimetres and big dopey thing he is. Yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was about. I was looking through just before to see who was actually play, who plays for Melbourne. I thought it was him, and I was like, "Yeah, he does look a bit dopey. He's very tall, gangly type." <laughs> That's correct. He is, but he's actually he's pretty pretty good footballer too. I must admit. Pretty handy. Oh, that's good. Though. Pretty handy. Yeah. So I'd lock it's <laughs> lock it Neil's to lose. So yeah, I think he's got it. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, uh, so looking forward to. Saturday night's game up in Brisbane, the early weather's saying hot, humid, and storm weather. So kind of interesting for a grand final for once. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Brisbane weather all the time, isn't it, though? Yeah. It's always a bit muggy. Yeah. And yeah. It'll be an interesting game. So I think it's going to be, yeah, like you said, raining and dewy. I think that's definitely going to suit um, the way Richmond play. So they like to sort of slap it over, just get it, get it on, get it forward. I think it's going to suit their style, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. bit of a grinder. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a good. I th- still think it'll be a good, good game, no matter what. But first grand, uh, night grand final. That's pretty. That's pretty. I cool think that's too. the way they go. You like the night time, yeah? But it's for me. It's just uh, at Saturday. You're you're going to be on the on the gas pretty early in the day, and I don't. Know, yeah. I don't reckon I'll make it to the night. Wait, <laughs> to be honest. The NRL used to be like the dream was like you start or like midday with the, like the under 18s or no, the schoolboys game, then it'd be the under 18s, then the New South Wales. The Jersey start. flag. And by, by the kickoff, you're already a carton deep and you're ready to fucking rumble. <laughs> rumble, yeah. 
be a bit of that, I reckon. It won't be. It won't be this one for our NRL, our grand final. It's on Sunday this week coming, and there's no public holiday afterwards, oh. so we're in trouble. Yeah, we oh, lose that. You are in absolute strife. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Well, I'm not going to be drinking anyway. It's two teams I don't like. And so the oh, yeah. I might and <laughs> turn it we off. We lose our RDO Monday next week too, mate. Yeah, we've got Friday, don't we? Is yeah, that the public holiday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be working on first official Monday in five week, five months. Oh no, four months tomorrow. Yeah, it's been a it's been a different year, that's for sure. But yeah, but you're back you're back working, and that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. So. So what would you, what your tip and your Norm Smith tip for the game be? Oh, see, I'll keep, I'll keep umming and ahhing because obviously they're two great teams and as I said, they're both finals hardened. I think, I think I've said last night that Geelong will get it and Tom Hawkins will be best on grounds. Or no, it was even Patrick, Patrick Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Patrick Dangerfield. So I had a few last night too, so you know more about it than me. Don't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> worry. I don't, I don't even remember saying that. I don't even remember saying that. So you told me before. Like, Did I? Okay. Don't worry. I was chipped by uh, another one of our friends, Budgie, about my tipping. And I've been chipped again earlier today by saying stay in my lane about my AFL tipping. So oh, I'm wow, going to keep making outlandish claims. I'm going... Um, Geelong to win by what 25 plus with um Guthrie to get Norm Smith. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dusty Dusty Martin doesn't mind playing in a grand final either. He's um, yeah, he's, he he's pretty it. handy on grand final day. So. I've got a little tip. I'm gonna bet him for a goal each quarter as a multi. That last year, Who, paid off. <laughs> yeah, Dusty, Dusty, it paid off 500 last year. Yeah, he kicked ass last wow. year, he was unreal. Yeah. No, that's probably who my pick would be. I'd probably go against you guys and go Richmond with Dusty as Norm Smith, but that's because I don't know any other players just, yeah. except for that bloke that sang except for that bloke that sang with the killers that year they won it. Oh Jack Rewald. Yeah, Jack Rewald. Yeah. <laughs> is he still is he is he still around? Yeah, oh barely. He's, he can't get a kick to be honest. He's just <laughs> clogging up the forward line. But anyway. But nah. That's, that's as you do. All as right, do. so got another question for you. Yeah, if, okay. What if while playing, have you ever been described? What would type of player would you describe yourself as, professional wise? A comparison. <laughs> this is stitch up in a. <laughs> well, if I'm um, dreaming, I like to, I would have thought of uh, a Tony Modra type. But one thing, he could kick goals and jump, and they're two of the things I can't. So <laughs> yeah, that ass of yours won't help me get off the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's hard to get these uh, tree trunks going. So. Yeah, no, definitely don't have the attributes of a Tony Modra. I just like to throw that out every now and then after I've had a couple. Because we got a text message saying that I'll read it right now. Kind of, it goes, he's once called himself Nat Five, Nat Five, because he thought he played with a broken leg, but ended up just being a cramp. (laughs) All right, in my. (laughs) I know that's budgy, 100%. That's a stitch up and a half. Look, it wasn't a cramp. Uh, I'd actually strained my calf, but I thought I was, yeah, I, I thought I'd broken my leg for sure. I thought, geez, I'm tough. How good have I? <laughs> I've, I've, had the, I've, had the, I've had the same instance with footy. I, got, I felt like I got a cut, and at the time it felt huge. And then I went over to the sideline and I said, it's just a nick, mate. There's no blood coming out of it. But it dead set felt like it was across the whole head. Oh, you've been in a car bad. accident, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. Sort, sort me out. Oh, I can't it. be as bad as me. I tried to. Um, once fought the goalkeeper after missing a penalty shot in soccer. 
I ran. Oh, he well. saved the ball, and I ran <laughs> up and tried to find him because I was frustrated at it. So that's the- you've you've done Jeez. you've done the Billy Madison of trying to stab the goalie with this skate. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Stuck yeah. it right up him. <laughs> I'm, I'm that's guessing, actually funny. I'm guessing you miss playing a bit of casual footy this year, park footy. Yeah, I do actually. It's good fun. <laughs> do something on the Saturdays. Get get do you out of house, on a Sunday you- night. <laughs> Yeah, it keeps you off the piss on a Friday. Well, not always. It doesn't really. I think I I know from you living with Jess for eight years that you may have played a couple of games inebriated. Oh, look, I was a little bit under the weather some some games, absolutely. I reckon that's where I played my best, though, to be honest. Oh, everyone does. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, definitely. I think I've had better hungover games than better, like when I'm sober. I think my yeah. only man. I don't know. I don't know how. I think the best game I've ever played was I'd been on Ladies Oaks Day on the Sunshine Coast, and I'd had already probably six UDLs, and somehow managed to make it out on the field for that Friday night. Oh Jesus, <laughs> that's a recipe how much, for disaster. You would, have, you would have had diabetes after six oh, games of UDLs. <laughs> Christ. Let's just say, let's just say, played third grade. In the back line, it's not really the most strenuous exercise, so I was pretty safe at that point. You've done well to get through that. You, yes, yeah. come on. Well, that's a lot of sugar. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of sugar. But, oh, it'd be interesting to see how the boys do a Mad Monday this year, but with um, not the AFL's told them not to do any Mad Monday. So we're going to miss the great Geelong um, catwalk of yeah. their costumes. They're, you, they're usually the best at doing it. I think they're, yeah, they're best on. Mad Monday. Yeah, best. And then yeah, they, they kill it. I, I don't know. You're, you can be a pretty good best on for Mad Monday as well. Me? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I probably could. <laughs> Mate, you're, trying to burn, you're trying to burn the house down. I live in. I live in. <laughs> that, wasn't mad, that wasn't Mad Monday. That was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that old trick and Tuesday. <laughs> That's it. That was that was Tuesday, and that's after the police had come to us to tell us to turn the music down. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the smoke alarms going off. That was one of the most frightening things that has ever happened. I've, I've just burnt the house down. Oh, it's all right. Uh, I... Oh, how, how good. Wow, good uh, times. All right. Thanks for coming on, mate. We've got the final question here for you. Yeah. Bring it on. Bit of a would you rather. Here we go. We'll give you two scenarios. A, would you rather see the D's make it to the game before the grand final and lose by 50 points? Or they make it to the prelim and lose by 50. 50. Or they lose the first week of the finals, but in the way of doing so in the last round, they beat Collingwood to, to knock Collingwood out of the eight and make it to the eight. Uh, it's a tricky scenario there, but I think you did just mention beating Collingwood, and beating Collingwood's good no matter what. So I'm going to go with the beating Collingwood one, I reckon. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand a lot of it, but you just said beating Collingwood, so I'm, like, yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, I'll run with that for sure. Yeah, all right. Very good, mate. Thanks for that, mate. We'll get you out again sometime soon. Take care. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. So our next guest here is a man who's notorious on the Gold Coast Glitter Strip for his time at um, Griffith Uni. Uni games will be his funnest time of the year, but punting is also his favourite. Welcome aboard, Luke Andrews. 
Hi, gents. Good to be here. Good, good to see us. Former roommate. This is a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> I love the get up, mate. KFC shirt. You're, you're true to the brand. It's good. Thank you. Yeah, I stole this hat off to- uh, for uh, the shark a while ago when he took all his clothes off for that stupid shoot. <laughs> What's been happening, fellas? Not much, mate. Tr- trying to punch out these podcasts and actually win some money on gambling. Now, now you were just saying off mic, big big multi win. You you got red wine in hand. Obviously, you've been on the bender on a Monday. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah, yeah. Um, couple of big days uh, on the red. Um, yeah, mate. So I I had a long, long, long range multi that I rolled into basically everything into Lockie Neal. So. There was about eight bets that I needed to com- to be completed last night by Lockie Neal. So it went back to um, I got on Naomi Osaka to win the Women's US Open tennis. Uh, Dominic Thiem, um, the Lakers at four dollars when the Clippers were still in the comp. Um, nice. Uh, LeBron to get the MVP, and then there was like uh, very elegant to win, classic legend to win, Port Adelaide with a twenty-five point lead. And, and a few other uh, things in there as well. And, yeah, good evening, fellas. Come oh, out about, um, about 5K up, actually. It, so, it's uh, a, yeah, a bit more KFC. Yeah, after, especially after your racy moldy you sent to me last week and you get one leg out of the eight. Yeah, well, you know, you win some and you win some. <laughs> oh. that's, still, that's not bad. One out of eight is pretty good. Mate, so, I, was having yeah. a, I was having a panic attack. Oh, I was having panic betting today after I woke up and saw my NFL multi was already done and dusted by the time I went to work. So I'm walking through the gate, doing a quick three-legger, and I went, oh, Green Bay over um, Tampa. I was like, as soon as I laid it, I was like, fuck, I bet you Tampa are going to win this bad boy. And they absolutely pantsed him. Yep. Holy dooly. I'm just thinking back to, I think you did a multi a couple of years ago when we were living together on the coast and you ended up, I think it must have been in the London Olympics and you were wait, you were sweating on the Aussie to win the sailing and you ended up getting a bloody new surfboard. <laughs> Jesus. I remember yeah. that. Jesus. It feels like I've only been punting for like a year or two, but maybe it's been a bit longer than that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there was, yeah, there was a few. Yeah. Uni, there was a few. There was a few uni race days we were betting on play getters at one stage. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, persistence. That's the key, fellas. Never give up. Yeah. That's it. It's a very interesting weekend coming up with Cox Plate, Mankato Stakes, both codes Grand Finals, and anything else to bet on. Yeah, Cox Plate's going to be interesting. I haven't looked uh, too much into the Mooney Valley on Friday, but you know, Cox Plate. Notorious is the hardest race in uh, in Oz Racing. Um, I think being at Mooney Valley, I, I hate betting at Mooney Valley just because it's such a short straight and uh, and a sharp turn. So it's very everyone very seems hard to, to hate going there as well. Yeah, it's very it's a very hard race to pick. But like in saying that, um, I think it comes down to to two horses really, um, Arcadia Queen and and Russian Camelot, obviously. So. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm with Camelot. Um, she was she was pretty average uh, last week at Caulfield and got smashed by Arcadia Queen. But the race just lined up really well for Arcadia Queen. So um, is Coffee racing on Arcadia Arcadia Queen? Oh, I'm not say. sure. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, but I did see yeah. something. He might be going back to, to Perth. He might be already back in in West Oz. But Where? like, if you if you exclude that last run. Um, 
you go back three weeks to the Underwood Stakes and she belted them. Um, oh. And then go back a bit further to the South Australian Derby over 2,500 and she was three wide the whole trip and, again, yeah. just smashed them. So, I mean, the rule with the Cox Plate is you need a rock-hard fit horse. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be Camelot. So I reckon I'll probably put I'll, – I'll get around her and – and I reckon I'll probably go like her in the top two in the same race, Mouldy and Arcadia in the top four, which should be around the five buck mark. But I quite like Probabile and Fierce Impact for a place maybe as well. Yeah, nice. Well, early, early odds anyway with Camelot's at three seventy and Arcadia Queen into four sixty. Probabile's out at eleven dollars, but obviously a three fifty place is not too bad for that multi. So. Not a bad, yeah. and then you and then you push it to the Friday night with the Manicato and Pippi's the favourite, but the favourite's five dollars, so it's anybody's guess. It goes five dollars, six dollars, seven, eight, eight. I'm going to yeah, probably just trekking for Friday night. Trekking, yeah, just, oh yeah, yeah. I haven't really done it. I'm going to be honest; haven't done any research in it. I'm just going to follow the usual betting rule I have: is go the third line favourite. So trekking's third line favourite on my betting account right now. So this is just this is just similar to your AFL punting, um, which we've discussed off mic as well um, about yeah. staying in your lane, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few pot shots about my AFL thing, but I got one right on Friday night with Geelong one to thirty nine. I covered my ass just. <laughs> yeah, not bad. just, just. Wait, no, one to thirty nine. They won by forty. Did they? Yeah, forty points. Fuck me! <laughs> Couldn't even get that one right. <laughs> I get robbed by a bloody yeah. faulty AFL, oh no, faulty offside of the English Premier League on fr- um, Saturday night, which cost me a thousand. So yeah, did I not tell you it was going to be a draw? Oh, fuck off! I, I had it. <laughs> it's I good to it. see you doing some solid research there, mate, and uh, co-host of a sports podcast there. Yep, oh, as expected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, obviously with the, uh, the horse racing. Um, got AFL and the NRL grand final coming up too. We were uh, talking the odds of the Clive Churchill and the Norm Smith. Any hot tips from yourself on this one? Anything that you like? Oh, mate, I don't know. Um, look, I think I think Richmond should win. I think Melbourne should win. But, um, you know, I think I think there's a chance that Geelong, this might be their last chance uh, for, for a while because they're getting a bit on. Um, yeah. and, and they could come out and, and they could do what they've done the last two weeks. So, I mean, if, if Geelong win, I think it's it's Danger or, or Guthrie. I think if Richmond win, I think it's probably it's Dusty or, or maybe Basher, uh, unless someone picks a bag. But, yeah, maybe Crotchin. He, he's been a bit quiet the last few weeks, but before that oh. he, was, he was red hot. Um, and yeah. then you go to the NRL and, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty anyone. simple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it but, is, I mean... Yeah. If it's Melbourne, it's Cam Smith, uh, Munster, or Paps probably, and then if, if it's, it's Penrith, uh, if it's Penrith, it's Nathan Cleary. Oh, Jerome oh, Louis, like as was said to me off mic a couple of weeks ago, like Louis, like decent, like he's underrated, and he does drive that team around a fair bit. That left-hand edge for Penrith is just incredible, and when he's firing, that's the only thing. So it's like all like Cleary will be up there with the Daily M's tonight. But mm. like Luai has been incredible this year. He's breakout year, essentially. He's been around for a year or two, but this year he's just grabbed the position by the balls, essentially, and just made it his own. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'll tell you a question I wanted to ask you, fellas, actually. There's a lot of mm. talk about having two playmakers, and sometimes that can actually be a bit of a negative towards that NRL team. And if you look at the Panthers for the majority of the season, they've had one man driving them around. And if we look forward to, you know, the state of origin, potentially you might have like a Whiten in at the six and you have Cleary as the main driver. Like, what do you guys think? Like, what's your thoughts on just having one key driver? Well, I can see it happening with Queensland as well. Like, Cherry Evans is going to be the, the game manager driver and you let Munster just run the ball similar to what White will be doing. Yeah, I'd probably agree on that end. Like, it makes it a lot easier if you've got a halfback that can steer your side around where your six can be a little bit more creative with your backs. It, yeah, it... And, like, it was proven, obviously, South have been knocked out now, but with Reynolds and Walker at the very back end of the season, they didn't go either side. They basically played off each other. So, and Reynolds just steered that South pack around like it was his job. And he, and he proved that mm. just not on the weekend. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Obviously, with New South Wales, Whiten at six would be all right. I think he might have a center spot locked up, but with the lack of cattle, you never know, hey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kiri was the, I don't know what's going on with him, but, you know, it'd be interesting to see if he's in there or if he's injured or, I mean, as a rooster, I hope he doesn't play because he, he, you know, can't even put a fucking hat on without getting a concussion these days. Or Teddy, Teddy with his bung knee, as I called last week. Well, I think Teddy might, yeah, there's talk he might uh, be stepping out and perhaps will be in there. Yeah. yeah. I did read I did read a report today. He's staying behind in Sydney with the Roosters physio until Friday, I think, until he goes to the Coffs Harbour bubble. But I think in the best interest, it's the similar to Trebrojevich. No, no chance. I, re- I reckon I'd rest him. Like You've got that much depth at fullback at New South Wales, so why not have a year off and come back and just reclaim it? I yeah. think just scratch this year's Origin, really. It's a shame. I had tickets for Origin 1 in Adelaide. And yeah, can't even cross the border for that for forty dollar um, ticket throw on the hill. Oh, yeah, well. that's just the maroon coming out, isn't it? You guys would want that scratch, wouldn't you? This year, have Mate, you seen our team? T- Jesus, <laughs> I've got the I've got a New South Wales postcode tattooed on my ass because of a loud mouth last year. I have the postcode all over my ass tattooed because of Mitchell Pearce finally decided to throw a match winning pass. It's probably one. Of, to be fair though, Nathan, that's probably one of your better tattoos. What else has been happening, Luke? We haven't spoken to you for a while. Are you back in Oz? Yeah, mate, back in Oz. Um, tied things up with uh, with work over in Bangkok, and uh, yeah, back in back in Coffs Harbour, just uh, living on Scomo's um, punting team, which is nice. Oh yeah, very and, um, good. Yeah, mate, it's been a, it's been a weird year for sport, but um, yeah. I've, uh, I've maybe got a bit of a problem with watching too much sport at the moment, for sure. No, no. I, I say that's not a problem, mate. Not enough sport. RDO Mondays is the greatest day of ever now. <laughs> Start at 5 a.m. watching NFL and then Jess walks out at lunchtime and says, you have got off the couch. Well, I was like, nope, I'm getting paid for this. <laughs> I, I, I miss those days of getting RDOs, the bloody office work. I don't get anything these days. It's ridiculous. Yep, every day is an RDO when you're on the job seeking, my boys. any other interesting bets you've got coming up um yeah couple couple um so the melbourne 
<laughs> I'll come to that. Uh, I spoke. To, I, sp- I spoke to my man at the White House earlier today, actually, uh, the Australian correspondent, and uh, yeah, oh, here he's we got go. some good tips. But um, yeah, just quickly on the Melbourne Cup, um, man, I'm following two horses. Anthony Van Dyke on the weekend was very impressive. <laughs> Running oh. around the, he ran around them in about four seconds from last to first, yeah. and I tell you what, his form lines out of Europe are red hot. I reckon him at three bucks or three fifty for a place is a red hot bet. I'd be wrapping that into all your multis, all your safe multis. Um, I, I think, I think, uh, I think it wins. And Prince of Aaron, if you go back and watch the race on the weekend, the Caulfield Cup, go and watch it. It came from about thirteen lengths at the at. Uh, at the bend last and finished fourth. It was a great run. And it's won the Geelong Cup last year, which mm, is, good, as we all good. know, is a very, very good testing material for the Melbourne yeah. Cup. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's at about uh, 11 and 350 or something. So I, I think those two are probably the ones I'm going to follow. But, I mean, the Melbourne Cup's the one race you should never bet on as a punter, I reckon. No, just go the Dollar Mysteries. That paid off one yeah. year for me. True, I've had some pretty true. good luck. I've had some pretty good luck with trifectas, but the problem is I brought them into the back-to-back trifectas, the old double trio. Never got the second <laughs> leg, so I'm like, this week I might, this year I might just stick to the trifecta. I think they've ruled out the double trio in Queensland now. I don't know why. It's the greatest fucking bet of all time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. One of the boys he had his quaddie at work. Um, it was telling me today. He goes, "Oh, I had the." It was down to the last race, and he had all three. And then in the last race, they had five out of the eight horses in the quaddy. Still managed to lose. <laughs> uh, you hate to see that. Yeah. Well, so in, into some into some weirder things uh, as you requested, Nathan. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I got I got a couple. So the first one is my man Don Don Trump. Um, I think Don Trump to win by two hundred and seventy to three hundred and five electoral college votes at three fifty is a is a red hot bet. Get around the the sports bet Trump Hub. Uh, there's some good there's some good <laughs> shit to be made there. I'm looking out of sports bet, so I can't really get in onto that. Yeah, he's onto it. He's onto his seventh gambling agency because he has a problem. Yeah, seven credit cards and seventeen emails. Under <laughs> <laughs> Jess's name. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, maybe soon. <laughs> um, and then, and then the other one I reckon is is an absolute lock. Is um, so the the Triple J Hottest One Hundred. Um, at the moment, it's only the winning artist is up. So yeah. Glass Animals at four dollars, I think, is a red hot bet. Because if you think yeah. about it, they got Heat Waves, which will probably win, uh, and mm. then you got Tangerine, which will probably go top ten, maybe top five. But I mean, it's irrelevant because they're, we're just looking at the artists at the moment. I think I think yeah. them at four dollars is a, is a really good bet. Yeah, was it a couple of years ago? I gave you the tip of um, Brockhampton to get in, te- in the top ten at ten dollars, and yeah. they got pipped at eleven yeah. by that stupid Pinau song "Go Bang." Yeah, oh, there good was a, song. Yeah, there was some tantrums. Song. There was some tantrums that day. I was going to say you, that's the you watch his mouth, mate. That's the Brisbane Heat's like no, going for six song. Yeah. They flogged that at the Gabba on a, on a summer evening. But it's still one of yeah. the greatest betting highlights was you and Brad Lynn ce- celebrating um, your win at Laneway in the middle of a mosh pit. Yeah, Chet Baker, <laughs> I think that was. Um, <laughs> you, you had a good you had a good win last year though on um on that chick that roots her brother. Oh, 
Oh, um, Billy Eilish. Yeah. Billy Eilish. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 got onto that. That was a. <laughs> that was just. Oh, Jesus oh, shout Christ! Out, sh- shout out to uh, Billy Eilish. She's a big fan <laughs> yeah. of the show. I'm, I'm told. Uh, so, yeah. Whoops. Be, uh, I was pretty drunk when I, uh, we were having dinner, and I was sitting there with my phone at the table, and then all of a sudden, the announcement got up, and I started just. High five and a high five. The little the waiter, Jess Mapata, she was ecstatic because she put her biggest bet on of the year at ten dollars. So she won oh, slow down. All of seventy five dollars back. On you, Jess. <laughs> yeah. Doing doing the good stuff. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I I also like a few long range ones, fellas. I like the Blues three nil. I like the Roosters in twenty twenty one. Go and away. I, I like, and I like the Lions to win the flag. I've got. I'm gonna go for it out of the dark. <laughs> you freak. Mitchell Marsh to get a ton this year. Uh, oh, Mitchell or least. Sean? At oh, Sean's one. already got a ton this year. Uh, the great Sean. The Sean Marsh fan club will start soon. So you're actually saying that you want Kieran Stone to hit a hit a ton? Is that what you're asking? Oh, either either or, just to do something spectacular with their life would be great. <laughs> Ricochet shot to Kieran. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that one, mate. Um Yeah, so who who are you boys uh who are you guys liking for the the finals on the weekend? Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards Melbourne. I, I honestly think it's Smithy's gut last game. No, I reckon in the NRL, but yeah, I reckon he'll get recall. I reckon Wayne brings him back for Origin too, so I reckon this will be last game for NRL. Um, I do like, I don't know. I think I'd go Richmond to win it. I don't know why. They've been the form club for a long time. Obviously, Geelong's gotten over that hump of getting past the prelim this year, which is nice. Plus, it's Ablett's last game. So, it'd be a toss-up there. I could probably go Richmond on that one, though. Coomsey? Oh, well, I've been told not to bet, so on AFL, but I'm still, <laughs> still going to go Geelong because just really can't stand the Richmond fans living in Richmond. They're just they're as bad as Collywood fans at the moment with their obnoxiousness. So I'd go Geelong and Paddy Dangerfield to get the Norm Smith. But it was also a sneaky bet. Um, Dusty Martin to get two goals and 25 touches. So he oh, yeah. does love a big game. He does. Yeah, and, I, like that. I, I think... I think Danger gets a couple of goals as well. They've been throwing him up yeah. in the forward line as well, and he's been doing really well. And yeah. then Sunday's game, I'm going to go the Storm and Jerome Hughes combo because Hughes got shit on for his performance last year in the finals. And since about, oh, I think, round 18, he's just been setting the world light as, mo- mate, as basically their main ch- um, playmaker. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I'm going the goat route. I'm going Ablett into Smith for the Norm Smith Clive Churchill. That's paying 106 boosted on sports bets. So sneaky tenor on that might get me a little bit away. So that's good. Yeah, get yourself a little, get get a bit of pudding off that. Dollar, oh, just just a little bit of pud, yeah. A dollar dollar ten on Wednesday for the first NRL off season scandal. <laughs> yeah, who who do you think's going to be the first club uh, with the off season scandal? Oh, I tell you, that's not too. That's We've a already question. had the dragons with the son of Dell. Yeah, that's not that's that's not off season though. No, I'm gonna go as a real Tigers. We haven't had any scandals from the Tigers for a while. They've had a bit of yeah. The Leilua brothers. <laughs> yeah, the Leilua brothers getting up to something. I'm gonna go Ruffy. 
the Warriors. Been away from home for all those months. Stories come out. I doubt it, but that's a very rough one, I reckon. I would love a Roosters scandal. We haven't had one in God knows how long. Never. Yeah, that's because we're a very professional club, mate. Uh, I, I think um, I think uh, my man from the Bulldogs, uh, the Ranger, ex oh, Dylan Napper. Yeah, big, I've got a very uh, yeah, funny story about him. Happy. So last year he visited a certain establishment on the Sunshine Coast Fridays, as we've all probably been there once or twice. Yeah, and was so drunk his minder ended up just walking out on him halfway through the night because he goes, oh, "I can't be fucking." I can't be uh, fuck dealing with you. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! That's if it, that's what he's up to. Um, yeah, we're, big big puppy's going to do it again. The famous sex tape. I, I hope so. God, I hope so. Hey, just a, a quick update on the uh, uh, on the uh, Dally M fellas. You, you watching? Gutho's yeah. at the top. Ooh, oh God! King Gutho, the God. salsa king. I'll yeah, two A-frames yeah. on his hair. Yeah. God, that was a good, that was a fantastic photo you sent through, oh, mate. I'm right. very happy with that. <laughs> It'll be the only thing yeah. that all over a bloody win. Oh, I just want, I just don't want Cam Smith to get it. I hope to God he doesn't get the Dally M and Norm Smith and everything else just because he's on his way out. You never know with these kind of things. The Daily M's a ruined system anyway. I don't like it. It's not a good yeah. voting system. It's ridiculous, so... It's a fake, yeah, fake AF- award. Doesn't mean shit. AFL do yeah. it a thousand times better, as they do with almost everything. Oh come on! Let's not pander to them. I'm really. I have to deal with these idiots most of the year. They believe their <laughs> their sport's the only greatest sport in the world. Yeah. Right, I think we're wrapping up to our allotted time slot. So, Lukey, thank you, mate. Uh, we will probably have you back on. Through the series, I don't know when, but obviously we might get you a bit closer to Melbourne Cup. That's only oh, actually, that's only a couple of weeks away. We might miss you. We might get, we might get you back on for something else. Some though. Hot maybe, a few, maybe a few uh, nice stories from Bangkok. <laughs> yeah, the Bangkok edition. <laughs> now, thanks, fellas. Uh, great job. Good on you for having a dig at the podcast, boys. It's been great, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. Chat to thanks you later, mate. Cheers. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers, mate. All right, thanks very much to Ricky and Luke for the fantastic chat. Plenty of good odds there. I think the Trump Hub at Sportsbet is going to get a bit of a pumping in the next couple of weeks. We need to get on to our mate Brad Lindall. So apparently he's got the inside word of the White House. Oh, yeah, oh Brad. And I'm, I'll, I'll put my hand up and apologize for, for the um, lack of reporting going into the uh, Mancutter Stakes. Third line favorite. It's just if in doubt, I'll always look at the third line favorite. Yeah, but yeah, mate. A few other things happening. Obviously, uh, the NFL week six. A bit of a weird week. A lot of postponed games. Obviously, uh, the, the weirdest the game of all time. It is the Coco, mate. It's it's not good. Uh, We'll start off with the weirdest white game of all time, your Pats versus my Broncos. Oh, and awful. the Broncos, yeah. Hey, mate, I'm, I'm sort of happy that we beat the Patriots by just kicking field goals. 18 to 12. Oh, my God, that's even fucking worse. So do you want me to tell you what happened? Where's oh, this, I'm where's looking the at the score right now. And, yeah, no, I don't really want to talk about it. There's a total Scoring of bloody... 
290 yards. What the fuck were they doing? <laughs> so it went 3 nil, 9 nil. Uh, oh, wait, how'd that work? Nine must have gone 6 9 9 3, 15 3, 18 9, 18 12. <laughs> oh, that's, or I didn't even bet on this game because I couldn't trust any, either of them. I went Cam Newton for any time tries. Anytime TD. So that's was about the only favourable thing out of that game. Yeah. Uh, not, the other big ones, obviously, there was a matchup in the AFC North. Steelers absolutely thumping the Browns to take them to four and two. Steelers undefeated at five and five and zero. Oh. I think they had a bye week, uh, so they had a fantastic game. Uh, Titans. I did put up Tractorcito on our page. Absolutely going off. Derek Henry. Uh, they won an overtime, forty two thirty six. Mike Vrabel. Uh, Bill Belichick, disciple, former player and also defensive coach. He did the Belichick. He forced a penalty, stopped the clock, <laughs> got him back up the field. They scored to convert. Yeah, just just mind games. Um, That's it. Round of applause for the Falcons for their first um, win in nearly a year. Also, first time they didn't blow a lead. Ooh, fantastic! Fantastic from them. Uh, but it's also against Kirk Cousins in the. Vikings, mate. Like it's not like it's the, the biggest win. It's sort of like getting the, a... co- um, the best worst <laughs> well, team in the competition. Well, uh, well, it's saying that though. You had the Bengals, who obviously they had a twenty-one point lead up against the Colts, but the Colts stormed home. They're just awful. Incredible, David. You feel yeah. sorry for Joe Burrow. He his offensive line. He, they've got to sort him out, or he's going to get lit up all friggin' season. Uh, now, I'm going to put this out there. The fuck you tour of Aaron Rodgers hit a bit of a bump on the weekend too. Oh, no. Fuck, hit a huge bump. This is, another, t- this t- is, this is another game I had oh, I put money on. And I this this was part of a multi that I was trying to cover my ass on losing the multi beforehand. And I, was, I went Dolphins, Pack, um, Dolphins Packers, um, Rams. And, yeah, Tom Brady just gave me the big middle finger and just – um, turn it on. First TD for Gronk in Tampa. And the Bucks are looking dangerous in the NFC um, South. The South. Yeah, the South. Yeah, the South is a pretty decent division this day, these days. I think the Saints are still pretty good there. Obviously, I feel like Drew Brees is holding them back somewhat. They really need to sort that out at quarterback. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the Green Bay Pack is not that good. Another, another weird game, but also one of those teams that are a bit frisky at the moment. It's the Miami Dolphins. They got up 24-0 against the shithouse Jets. Uh, Tua got in. The I think Tua Tuglavia, I butchered his name. He was the quarterback at Alabama. He got really injured and he was re- they were really worried that he wouldn't get picked up in the draft. Oh, he's hip, yeah. Uh, yeah, so now he got in for, I think he, he only snaps. had two completions. Yeah, which is fine, which is great leading because Fitzmagic is still going on. So the Dolphins are 3-3 three and three at the moment. They're above the Patriots, so obviously behind the Bills. Now, the Ravens and the Chiefs, both the top dogs in the AFC, they both got wins, but both weren't convincing. The Ravens only beat the Eagles 30-28, and today the Chiefs beat the Bills, but only by nine points. Is it... Should there be any alarm bells going off, mate, do you think? Not really. Like, I think the Ravens, they're questionable. I don't think they're as good as the Steelers. I don't think they're as good as they were last year. Losing um, Earl Thomas, I believe, to the infamous um, threesome with his brother, which is kind of very incesty. 
Yeah, very weird. And then um, I think that I honestly think maybe, yeah, actually there would be some alarm bells for Kansas City because I think maybe they're a bit complacent thinking they can just rest on their laurels and go through the motions and think they're already a dynasty like the great Patriots are. Yeah. No, I... The Ravens for me, like last year for them, their offense was just electric. They, they could honestly just run the ball to the point where their running game would be most teams passing. It's not happening this year, and it feels like Lamar needs a gigantic lead to keep them in the game. Like he can create that, but it's just something's a bit off. Like credit to the Eagles too, Carson Wentz. He's starting to get like turn the corner there and like potentially get the Eagles to win that that disgraceful NFC East division. But yeah, the Chiefs were the exact same. I think they had a bit of a fight today too with the Bills. Um, the Bills are a good side. I think they're a little bit off the pace with their defense compared to last year. Their defense last year was just ridiculously oh. good. Um, Josh Allen is still up there with one of the good young quarterbacks of the league. So, Bloody talent for an uh, arm. Absolute piss missile of an arm, mate. And the last game we will touch on, obviously last week uh, with Dak Prescott going down, the Cowboys started Andy Dalton today. It didn't go as many people expected. Oh, the, the Cardinals... Yeah, the Cardinals just blitzed them. That 80-yard bomb from Murray to Christian Kirk was fantastic. He's doing it for short guys everywhere. It's fan- It's mm. so good. Yeah. I didn't get to see any of that highlights. I only got to sort of recap of the little box scores. It didn't, it didn't paint a good picture for the Cowboys. It looked like they kind of rolled over after halftime. Yeah, I, I think that's what happened too. But... The, Big question, and I saw, I wanted to. This has been thinking about it for the last couple of days. I heard this on a radio show a couple of days ago. Do the Cowboys pay Dak after coming back from this ankle injury? What do you think? Hundred percent. If yeah? if he didn't get injured, he was on pace to beat his own records, possibly be in the chat, chat for an MVP or an Offensive Player of the Year. And yeah, you do. They've been. They've got. They just need some stability. They've got Ezekiel Elliott. They've got some decent people in the back in the defensive end. I think they just need Dak. Even his bad games aren't – they're not – his bad games are Andy Dalton's good games. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think his, so too. He broke his bloody ankle for the team, so you, you pay the man. Yeah. I think there was obviously chat – obviously chat, sorry, that this is going to hinder it. Because he held out, he held out, he held out. But I think he was holding out for that franchise tag, which gives him an extra 10% bump on oh. his current rookie. I think it's still his rookie contract. Yeah. But even even so, once he gets that rookie, if he gets the franchise tag, which it looks like it may, that's basically the base for where his next contract will go because the franchise tag is only one year. And then from there... He can either be a free agent after that year or the Cowboys can pay him at that base level and it goes up for them. So it worked out for him in the long run, but it does come down to Jerry Jones and being the nice guy that he is. Oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. But, mate, that was a – like, NFL's in full swing. There's, It feels weird. I feel like there's going to be more games postponed. It's going to be week 18 leading into week uh-huh. 19, as it's been said on other podcasts and radio shows. We just don't know at the moment, so – are we gonna? Are you gonna talk about the elephant in the room? I know you want to. The Premier League. What happened over the weekend? No. No, nothing happened. Well, well, actually, we both had pretty. Sh- 
I'd say average weekends. Yours worse than mine, mine because you had a couple of bad. season's fucking yeah. over. <laughs> well, hang on, how, hang on. How hang does on. not a man get sent off for that fucking tackle? That is a stop <laughs> on the street. Bull and A, where was the offside? From what I learned in a referee's course, and I was not a good referee because A, I was too lazy to fill out the paperwork so no one ever got sent off. And um, <laughs> the ruling was back then was daylight is what separates the offside and if your body is facing forward in a forward momentum. Both of them were backs turned. There was no forward momentum. I couldn't even see a blade of grass that was offside with the Sadio Mane. VAR, you need to fuck off. We're not playing rugby league here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, I've been waiting. We've been, we've, so we've been doing this for a month. We've been doing this seriously for a month, and that is the first real blow-up that we've had. Look, I'm happy you got it out of the road. There'll be more to thoughts come. Thoughts and prayers so with you too, Virgil. Yeah. Well, thoughts and prayers, definitely. Uh, it was a horrible tackle. Pickford did apologize. Same for um, Carlson after the late challenge in um, garbage time. Suspended. Yes, I know, but like, you're it, a it's fucking weird. joke. You're a yeah. piece of shit, half a B grade Brazilian player. Piss off back to fucking Bocca. 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 But but I will address the elephant in the room. Look, it's not good going down. It's not going up three nil after sixteen minutes. Bringing on Gareth Bale, who Real Madrid should pay more respect than what they gave him. And to get done by for West Ham to do what we've done to West Ham over the last couple of years in the garbage time, put your hands down, you dickhead. Um, yeah, it wasn't fun. Like I had honestly thought I watched highlights, and for some reason I thought we'd won, so I was happy. But then the next day, actual real highlights came out, and we was like three nil draw, oh three all draw. Oh, so they did a Chelsea. Um, hmm. They did a Chelsea. Chelsea was up three nil, and then oh, and then still lost and lost. Um, drew three all to Southampton. No, that was like that. When I was living in England, while coming home from work one day, we were down one all, uh, one nil, sorry, and then eighty six minute. I think it was Lamella scored a goal. This was at the old White Hart Lane too, so that place would have been rocking. So it was one all, garbage time goal, ninety third minute, Harry Kane, two one. West Ham has scored the goal in like the second or third minute. We were behind the whole game, so they've basically done exactly what we've done to them over years. So it's not good because. I didn't realize that we were sitting on seven points until before that game. Now we were on eight. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a weird season. We'll be playing Europa, so hopefully playing on the Thursday night might help us, but I doubt it. We've got AX on Thursday morning Australian time, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully we just get through the group phase, get to January, buy a new centre back. And we're still, I think, I don't, I'm not as panicking as a lot of people are online. Fabiano is a great backup for a defensive midfielder. Joe Gomez Definitely. is just out of, out of form. Joel Matip's class. And they've got, they've got, they've got Williams in under 21 or 17 England players. So they've got backups. It's just, you lose Big Verge. You lose basically the spiritual leader of the team. It's very hard. But Jordan Henderson, he's he's everything what Steven Gerrard was, was, and I'm very glad he's our captain. Fair enough then, mate. But yeah, Premier League back after international, Greg. Um, like you mentioned, Champions League does kick off uh, today. 
uh, yeah, well, by the time this podcast comes out, a few games have come out. A few notable games, uh, Paris Saint-Germain versus Man United. That's over That's in true. France. Uh, yep. Uh, Chelsea-Seville, that'll oh. be a good game. Uh, moving into Thursday, Real Madrid's playing Shakhtar Donskesk. Uh, Inter Milan is uh, Borussia Mongol. Oh, God, I can't say Borussia that. Mongol. Yeah, whatever. Uh, what else have we got? Ajax versus Liverpool. So you're playing the blokes that we beat in the Champions League semi a couple of week, uh, years ago. Bayern versus Atletico Madrid. Now that on Thursday morning will be an absolute... That's a great game. That'll that be a, fantastic. That is a great game. That so Diego Simon, just his combative style of coaching. He, play, it was a, he plays it. He coaches it the way he plays. So And then Bayern are just a machine. Dust Machine, as that's they call it. it. Dust Machine, that's the one. Last, I think the last point we'll touch on today, mate, uh, sort of been forgotten with everything happening in America. Everything's sort of turned, finished up except for the Major League Baseball. Now, both championships after last week, they ended up in seven games. This is after the top seeds went up 3-0 in both ones. Mm. So we went to game seven. Now, Atlanta... Atlanta Sport. Now, this is touched on one of the major sports and podcasts and part of my take, but Atlanta Sports, they have just had the roughest of trots. You had Atlanta's 28-3 against New England. They've walked over had, under a ladder or just broken a mirror or something. Oh, it's ridiculous. And then today, uh, oh, must have been yesterday, sorry, now, but they're up 3-0. LA came back. And the LA Dodgers beat them in Game Seven with I think they hit a home run in the bottom oh, of the, the seventh. Off. No, I'm, yep. Or well, not, 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 not the full. Yeah, walk. I've seen it. Yeah. But anyway, so the uh, the LA Dodgers are through uh, to the World Series against the Tampa Bay Rays, who had to fight off the Houston Astros, who haven't got the best rep after what had happened over the last couple of years with their apparent cheating scandal. Well, not apparent they cheating scandal. They did cheat. They cheated. So, uh, but it would have made a lot of baseball purists mad if Houston made it all the way to the World Series to play the Dodgers again. Mm. Yeah, I haven't really got around the baseball this year. It's just it's, it's kind of been, been a, in a background. Back, it's kind of been very much in the background with hockey being extended, NBA being extended, rugby league taking up a lot of my time, and then just yeah. general. Um, watching anything binge, binging on Netflix. So, yeah. That's it. Well, it does kick off uh, today. So if you've listened to this, this would have started already. So it's Tampa Bay versus LA, game one. Uh, best of seven series as per usual. Mate, I think I think we're done. I think, I think we've done enough yarning for this week. Yep. Fantastic. Thank you again to Ricky and Luke for coming on and having a bit of a yarn. It was great going. It, it's helping us too. We need to get that interviewing skills up. Hopefully a few other interviews in the future. We've got a few things in the pipeline. Uh, go subscribe. Go to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. We are there now, mostly. Um, no six-pack this week, obviously, with the length of the podcast. We, we are extending over time now, so... Uh, anything you'd like to cover, mate? Your usual Sean Marsh. I have my Sean thought. I have my Sean thoughts. I'm lucky, mate, getting out for six today. It's okay. First innings. Come back. Come back to the second. Get another time. Put your name up in lights. And Sean, just get back to us, please. I'm deciding you're desperate. <laughs> I will find a way to contact you. 
But yeah, we should tag. We should. We should probably tag him in your post, man. Not just say his name. Oh, I think he goes on Twitter everything. search. <laughs> but I think that's another uh, show wrapped up. Thanks again for listening, guys. Say goodbye, Coonsie. See you, guys. And thanks very much, guys. Have a good week. <laughs>